You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Well, happy Mother's Day, ladies. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, ladies. All right, amen. Stand with me uh, as we prepare for the Word of God. And I want us to uh, go to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 11. The title of the message is Faith Fighting Mothers. And uh, I got here pretty early this morning and I got to thinking about it and I... Uh, Maybe I should have titled this message Lessons. I feel like uh, there's so many lessons here for us, and I'll be talking about mothers, but every man in the house, just put yourself in that same position, and let's all learn something. Um, You know, I told the team in the back, if you still have your mother with you, uh, you should really be thankful my mother went to be with the Lord about, I think about eight years ago. I don't know. Uh, my dad about five years ago and life is never the same. Never. Uh, I thank God that he birthed me into the Shingleton family. And uh, I had tremendous mom and, and a tremendous dad. Uh, I, I, I'm I don't know, I wasn't planning on all this, but uh, I got to thinking back about this past week, about generations back to my grandparents and what great relationship my grandfather and grandmother on both sides had. I was privileged to grow up uh, on a holla, up the holla in uh, Teachick Road, and I had my dad's parents on one side and my mom's parents on the other. So every day growing up, I was blessed to be in their homes and I never seen fighting and cussing and carrying on, no alcohol, nothing, just godly people. And I seen happy people. And I I look at my grandparents and then I look at my parents and I seen happy relationship. I seen a man and a woman that loved each other and loved to be with each other. And I see that in my marriage with my wife and I. And what is the key? It's very simple. When you put God first. My grandparents love the Lord. My parents love the Lord. My wife and I love the Lord. So there's no reason the devil could have a foothold in our house. Do you hear me? Someone look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he needs to start preaching. (laughs) Amen. So uh, before I go to 2 Kings chapter 4, this is about a Shunammite woman who realized that Elisha uh, was a man of God, that he was a very special man of God. And Elisha would come through her community. And every time she heard that he was coming, she would invite him over for a meal. And uh, it's very important that you understand before we get into this message, she invited him to her house for a meal, not with a motive, She did it out of pure kindness. It was no selfish motive at all. How sensitive are you? Wow. How sensitive are you to the people 
who flow through your life. How sensitive are you? She knew this was a man of God that would minister to her and her community. How sensitive are you to the people that minister to your children that you just seen on the platform? How sensitive are you to the people that park you in the parking lot? How sensitive are you to the children, uh, to the teachers that are teaching your children, to the over 300 volunteers that we have on staff and these people are feeding you and, and caring for you. And this is not even my message, but it feels good. Don't take these people for granted that show up two hours early on Sunday morning to prepare. Can someone say amen? amen. So let's learn some powerful lessons today. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 11, and it fell on a day that he came thither, meaning Elisha came, and he turned into the chamber and he lay there, and I'll talk about that chamber in a little while. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him, and he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us. He said, you've been good to us. You've taken care of us. With all this, this care, he says, what is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken for the king or to the captain of the host? He said, I know the king. I know the captain of the military. Can I put in a good word for you? Can I have somebody in the military maybe watch out over you? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. We take care of each other. I'm all right. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi, his servant, answered him. And he said, verily, she hath no child. And her husband, her husband is old. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. And God, we just pray that this word would touch and change every life that is in your house here today. God, I pray that you hide me behind the cross, God. That you speak through me, God that our hearts would be open, ready to receive the word that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated. If you remember, the title of the message is Faith Fighting Mothers. I want us to go over real quick to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. I'm gonna stop right there. Fight the good fight of faith. Medical research shows that stress is a major cause of many illnesses. Anybody ever have any stress in your life? Raise your hand. Anybody find it stressful to raise children? Raise both hands and both feet, right? Well, I challenge you this morning to name one single vocation, one position or responsibility more stressful than motherhood. And it starts shortly after conception. That's the fun part, right? Just say it like it is, all right? And after conception, things begin to change. 
The appetite changes, the body begins to change, the mood begins to change, and then it's that beautiful day when the baby arrives and it's painful, very painful. That's what they tell me, I'm in the next room. Listen to me, we need to laugh a little bit, right? It's stressful, it's painful, but from that point on in raising a child, it can be very painful. In April of 2015, during the Baltimore riots, one woman was dubbed Mother of the Year for her response to finding her son that was aiding in the riots. And if I'm correct, and as I read this article, this was a single mother, five children, four daughters, and one son. And this mother caught wind that there was trouble brewing down around the mall area, and her young teenage son was there to be a part of the riot. Can you show the video for me, please? That mother went downtown. persistent, isn't she? You know what strikes me funny about that video? He was big. He was bad, wasn't he? He was dressed in his gear and he going down to cause some havoc. I'll tell you how bad he was. He ran from a woman. He ran from his mother. Do you hear what I'm saying? We didn't have no audio on there because of her language. <laughs> this video showcased an act of correction that in most cases has become foreign to our society. You need to hear me. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 17. Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life. But whoever ignores correction leads others astray. Moms, when you're not correcting your children, you are leading them astray. The person who listens to godly advice gives themselves a better likelihood of success and longevity. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24. Whoever spares the rod hates their children. Wow. But the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Amen. It is an epidemic, in my opinion, today that children are undisciplined by well-meaning but confused parents. I didn't think this was going to go over real well. <laughs> I'd like to do a little survey, but probably I better not. But so I'm wondering if you're like from the age of 35 and up, 
Honestly, I wonder how many could say, well, when I was corrected, my mom said one, two, three. I'd say probably from age 35 up, that didn't really happen a whole lot. Can I tell you about the Shingleton household on Teachrick Road? It never happened. <laughs> then I'd say from age 35 down, we got the counting family. The one, the two, the three. That's a bunch of malarkey. I know it's not going real good. I've been deep before. I'm not saying the rod, I'm not saying you take a rod and, and, and abuse your child, but there is something beneficial about a child knowing at a very young age what no means. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> Parents need to stand firm. Kids need a mom and a dad, not a friend. They can get a friend at school. They can get a friend on the playground. But you are training up your sons and your daughters, and if they are not disciplined, they will become undisciplined adults. Do you hear me? They won't be able to function at school. They won't be able to function at work because nobody ever told them no. And that's what's going on in our society today. We got a lot of people out of control because they've not had discipline at home. Somebody, even if you don't like it, just go ahead and clap and act like you do. Where are the parents, I'm going to say it bold, you got to fake it till you make it sometimes. Where are the parents uh, that are not afraid to take the appropriate action uh, to protect their children? That is a form of protection is teaching and training and disciplining that your children will grow up because if you don't, the devil will get a hold of them and they'll go just haywire. Oh my goodness, someone go ahead and say, God help us here today. Help us. I'm going a different direction. I'll get off of that shortly, but I feel better right now. In the fourth chapter of 2 Kings, there's a Shunammite woman uh, that's a candidate for the next Mother of the Year award. She's a faith-filled woman. She's a faith-filled woman who's made up her mind that she will fight to hell and back before she allows Satan to take her child. So I pray to God that there's a large group that all the women in this place will leave today with the spirit on them that you will fight to hell and back that the devil will not steal your child. In 2 Kings, the Shunammite, this Shunammite woman is described as a great woman. She's content even though nothing is perfect. Nothing will be perfect in your life. Nothing will be perfect in raising your children. Your children will hurt your feelings. Your children will break your heart. Your children will do things, but I'm so glad that Jesus hung on a cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Her only desire 
what I can find in this scripture, her only desire is to be a blessing to the man of God. She started inviting the man of God over for dinner every time that he was traveling through her town. Then she decided, do you remember I said that about the chamber and I would speak about it. She decided to make a place for the man of God to stay when he passed through. Had her husband build a little chamber. There's a lesson. I said I should have named this lesson. When you start caring about others, it gets God's attention. I got to thinking about all the blessings on my life. I've got someone that said to me a while back, uh, said uh, so many people bless you and do kind things for you. And when you care for people and you begin to do things for others with no motive because you have a heart for them, it gets God's attention. So don't just easily let the people that flow through your life in ministry go unnoticed. When you pick up your children, it's a good place to say to Christy or one of the volunteers there, thanks for being so faithful and sowing into my children. When Pastor Rita speaks for us or Pastor Aaron or the ushers or the greeters, be careful. Don't just overlook it. Because when you're kind to other people and you do things for other people, it gets God's attention and God opens up the windows of heaven and God just begins to pour blessings upon you that you can't even contain. It's not always about you. It's not always about your, uh, your needs, but it, it's, it's mainly about other people's needs. That, that's the way Jesus lived his life. Can someone say amen? amen? So when you start caring about others, it gets God's attention. In Ephesians chapter six, verse eight, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord. My goodness. Elisha told his servant, see if the woman needs anything. Elisha was well thought of by the king of Israel. Elisha could have made anything happen for this lady. A lesson, here's a lesson. A good man can take as much pleasure in serving others as pleasure in lifting yourself. I have found it to be true in my life that if you serve others, God will lift you. You don't have to lift yourself. Sometimes new people will come in the first Sunday they get here and they want to talk to me. There's a red flag. <laughs> Didn't think that'd go well either. <laughs> And then they begin to tell what they'll do for us. And that's another red flag. It's the people that come in humble. And the next thing you know, you see them picking up stuff and you see them volunteering in the kitchen and they're not telling you how great they are, how great they, they art instead of thou art. And then once you see what happens, you see God begin to lift them up and they don't even have to ask. Huh? I'm just full of lessons today. I'll start to say something there. I better not go there at all. A good man can take as much pleasure in serving others. Elisha told his servant, what can I do for this woman? Gehazi. He noticed and he said, this Shunammite woman, she doesn't have a child and her husband's old. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 15. And he said, call to her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door and he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. 
Elisha promised her that God would give her a child within one year. She said, don't lie to me. Don't mess with me. Don't get my hopes built up. She feared disappointment. And she feared she would have a broken heart. Lesson. I just keep writing this down to myself. Lesson. Disappointments in life cannot be avoided. Broken hearts in life cannot be avoided. So don't back away from your dreams. Don't back away from the journey that God has for you because listen, you will have a broken heart. You will have disappointment, but God will bring you through and God will take everything that has been brought to you for evil and turn it around for good. If you can testify to that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Be strong. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Be strong. In Joshua 1 and 9, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. You are not going to be mothers. You are not going to be the next candidate of mother of the year as long as all you do is go along with the program. It's not going to happen. My mom, she had a rod. It was the back of her hand. My mom was so gifted, she could smack me in the mouth, never bring the blood, but bring the blister. I don't know how she did it. Can I tell you when that happened, you knew she meant no. And I didn't have a mom, even though I was the favorite, I didn't have a mom that said, you wait till your dad gets home. I had a mom, you dropped on your knees and prayed dad would hurry up and get home. <laughs> Do you hear me? Second Kings chapter four, verse 17. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. I read this, I wish I would have thought of it myself. And I shared it with somebody that I love deeply this week. Sometimes the calamity that happens in life did not come to discourage, but rather it came to wake up the fighter that God has put inside of you. Mothers, you've got to fight to keep your children walking with God. Mothers, you got to fight to hell and back to keep your children off of drugs, alcohol, pornography, bitterness. I can go on and on. You've got to fight. And every man in the house, when I started this message, I said it was for you too. Men, you are supposed to be the priest of your household. You are supposed to be the spiritual leader of your home. You ought to be in God's house. You ought to be in God's word. You ought to be praying with your family. You ought to lead them uh, in the way that God, man, I'm going to preach this morning, whether anybody in the house likes it or not, because I'm tired of the devil coming in and stealing our children children, stealing our dads, stealing our moms, dividing our families, and we sing oh, just a kumbaya that everything's okay. No, everything is not 
okay. There is a devil that wants to kill, rob, and destroy, and oh my goodness, but there is a God in heaven that said, if you'll trust me and you'll serve me, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will come. Devil, you can't have the children in this house. Devil, you can't have the relationships and the marriages in this house because we serve a God Almighty. Can somebody in the house say, Devil, you are a liar. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. My goodness, there has to be a kingdom warrior inside of every mother and it needs to be awakened up. I'll tell you what, if somebody in the physical sense would go to hurt your child and you were standing right there, look out, buddy. Mama's coming unglued, right? That's right. Well, then how, how about the devil? Huh? We hand him the iPad because it's a babysitter. Oh, Jesus, help me today. Huh? We don't even know what they're watching. Huh? I better move on from that. I wish we'd leave here today saying, devil, you're not taking my child. I pray for my kids every day, every single day. Devil, you're not going to take one more blessing if we'd leave here today saying, you're not taking my child, but devil, I want to serve you notice that you're not taking one more blessing from me. Not one more thing. Why don't we, we sing all, we get all excited. We get all, I go to the enemy's camp and I take back what the devil has taken from me. Why don't we just go to the enemy's camp? How do I go to the enemy's camp? I'll tell you how I go. I go to my office in the mornings and I lay down on my face in my office and I say, God, I need your help. I'm not built to go into hell, but, but, but God is the Lord Jesus done been there and took the keys and he said the gates of hell shall not prevail. Uh, it's high time we get alone with God uh, and, and cover our families uh, in prayer and plead the blood of Jesus uh, uh, that divorce would stop, uh, that all the abuse would stop, uh, that, that our children, they, 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 they look lost, they look hurt, they look fearful. Can I tell you, there is a devil that's here and he's trying to destroy our families, but mom, uh, you got to raise, uh, uh, rise up for the occasion and you got to uh, uh, speak the name of Jesus over your children. Is there any moms in the house that could stand up to your feet and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise and serve notice to the devil that you're not going to sit back and let your house uh, be divided. You're not going to sit back and let your family be destroyed. You've had enough. Uh, you've done draw the line in the sand. Uh, oh, come on, bless the Lord. My goodness, my goodness, help me, Jesus. Second Kings, chapter four, verse 18. And when the child was growing, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. His father's out in the field bringing the harvest in. And the little boy, one of the commentaries said, was out in the field when he was playing. And he said unto his father, Father, my head, my head's hurting. And he said to the lad, that's a typical father. 
He said to somebody else, carry him to his mother. I've had a couple kids get broken bones during sports and they're, they're crying. They say, oh, my, no, you're, you're, not, you're fine. You're fine. Go back in the game. <laughs> my oldest boy was four or five days at practice. Don't quit crying. And they had broken bones. Their mother <laughs> took them to the doctor. So it's a biblical thing. Did I miss something? <laughs> and when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then, she, then he died. Verse 21, first of all, we can't even imagine and I don't wanna imagine. And some mothers have experienced that. And she went up and laid him in the bed of the man of God, the chamber that she had built. When she built that, she never knew, Linda. Wow, this is just coming to my mind. She never knew what she was preparing. She was doing a kind act for the man of God, but God knows all things. Oh my goodness. She went up and she laid him on the bed of the man of God, and I didn't get this until this morning, and shut the door upon him and went out. I was telling Pastor Aaron when he came in my office this morning, I, I, I seen something that I, I, didn't, I didn't see before. I don't see anywhere, Pastor Reader, you're the theologian, not me. Uh, I'd never seen a place where she even told the father what happened. I don't know. I didn't see it. In faith, in faith, she's trusting God with all of her heart. She laid on the, the child on the prophet's bed and why did it say she shut the door? She didn't share it. Lesson, lesson, somebody say lesson. The Shunammite woman harnessed her emotions. <laughs> Every man in the house, look at your wife. Say, you need to harness your emotions. <laughs> Most of you was looking straight at me. <laughs> I got to make it funny. So in all honesty, this woman, she harnessed her emotions. What am I saying? She didn't let the devil see her sweat. Can I be honest? We just fall apart at nothing. Nothing. Little old things, nothing. And here is a woman that her child died and she harnessed her emotions and stood on the promises of God. Wow. Wow. God is on your side. Let's look at verse 22. And she called unto her husband and said, send me, get this, listen to this. Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men, one of the servants and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. She said, I'm going to the man of God and I'll come again. Verse 23, and he said, wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is either new moon nor the Sabbath. He said, why are you going? And she said, it shall be well. 
You remember the song we sang this morning, It Is Well With My Soul? What a good place to be. I ask you this morning, men and women, is it well with your soul? This woman's faith in God and in the prophet Elisha was apparently unlimited, unlimited. She said, I'm going and I'm coming again. And then she said, it is well. Faith, somebody say faith. faith. Matthew 17 and 20, I'll tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be done. Nothing will be impossible for you, nothing. She had a mountain. She had a son that died. Lesson. Somebody say lesson. Stay faithful in God's promises. And don't expect anything less than what God promises. And I'm guilty. I pray for healing and then I have doubt. And then I don't expect it at times. Where we have got to expect nothing less than what God has promised. She stated, she said, it shall be well. What are you speaking over your children? It shall be well. What are you speaking over your children? Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. What are you speaking? You have got to speak positive things. I'm not saying, I'm not speaking out of both sides of my mouth and not discipline. There is time for discipline, but we've got to build up also and speak positive things. Can somebody put your hands together and bless the Lord? Verse 24, stand with me this morning. Stand with me and just allow me a couple minutes. Then she saddled the ass and said to her servant, drive and go forward. I love this part. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. She said, mama's strapped in. You take me to the man of God and don't you slow down unless I'll tell you I'm ready. She's determined. Is there any moms in the house that are strapped in that you're determined? So there's a lesson. Have a sense of urgency. She was on a mission. I like that video of that mother. She had a sense of urgency. She was on a mission. Huh? Are we gonna sit back? And let our kids just go where they want to go? Huh? No, no. Even when they're adults, mom and dad, you got to talk to them once in a while. You got to have a determination to win. To win. To win. How would I feel with all the people that I've helped? All the young children that I've led to the Lord. And at the end of the journey, my three children not make it to heaven. My nieces and nephews, my nieces, some of them just danced here, great nieces, and I've got a, a house full of people. You need to hear your Uncle Robert. Let's look back a few generations. 
There's only one way. Blood of Jesus. That'll build our houses. I'm building on a rock, buddy. My name, I'm a rock, an old rock and roller. My foot's on the rock and my name's on the roll. Amen. Lesson, have a sense of urgency. Let's look at verse 25. So she went and she came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Verse 26, he said, now run, I pray thee to meet her and say unto her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? Something that struck me, I, I can be standing in the foyer and somebody can walk by and it's just the spirit that God places upon it. I know when somebody's hurting. I know. I know. It's just a pastor thing. And she answered, it is well. Verse 27, and when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away and the man of God said, let her alone. For her soul is vexed within her. Said the Lord's hid it from me and the Lord has not told me. And I really don't know why that was said. I'd like to know. And then she said, did I deserve a son? Excuse me. Did I desire a son of my, my Lord? Man of God, did I ask you for this problem? Did I not say, do not deceive me, do not mess with me? Pouring out her soul to Elisha, she expressed that her pain was worse now than it was before she had the child. And the pain can be worse for mothers. And I've stood in a pulpit and buried children and their mothers have experienced great pain. Verse 29, and then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take my staff in thy hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not, you're in a hurry. And if any salute thee, answer him not, get there and lay my staff upon the face of the child. But the mother says, no, no, no. Faith fighting mother. Said, so, no, no, man of God. Oh, the servant can go ahead, but I ain't leaving until you go with me. She not quitting, right? And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and he followed her. And when Elisha was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. And he went in and therefore, and he shut the door upon them twain and he prayed unto the Lord. Verse 34, and he went up and he laid upon the child and he put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm, warm. Verse 35, According to this, the man of God must have left the room. And then he returned and he was walking in the house to and fro. And one of my commentaries said he was worshiping Elisha and he was praying to God. 
Mother, sometimes you gotta walk the floor. Sometimes you gotta get alone, you gotta talk with God. And he went up and he stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. Verse 36, and he called Gehazi and he said, call this Shunammite. So he called her and when she was come in unto him, he said, take up thy son. Then she went in and she fell at his feet. That's the first thing she did. When her child was resurrected, she fell at the feet of the man of God and behold herself to the ground. Then she took up her son and she went out. There's a lesson. There's a lesson and I didn't get this until last night. Before she gathered her son, she worshiped. But there's even a greater lesson. What a hope to be raised from the dead. There is a lesson for all of us, even mothers, that's walk through the time of burying your child. God raised that dead child and God is going to raise every believer to live with him eternally. You just go ahead and say, it is well. And you just go ahead and trust God no matter how bad your heart has been broken. Because I promise you, He promised that He will raise your sons and your daughters. And there's coming a day that every believer shall be raised and we will be with each other, but we'll be with the Lord God forever and ever. It is well. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. In John, in John chapter six, verse 40, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone would seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last days. Is it well with your soul this morning, every man and every woman of God in this house, every child? Is it well? Are you right with God? Friend, if you have never humbled yourself, if you've never been drawn by the Holy Spirit and humbled yourself and acknowledged that you are a sinner in need of a Savior, you are as lost as lost can be. And heaven is not your home. And the only place that is prepared waiting for you, and it may be, this may be tough, but I ain't afraid to say it, it's hell. And there's a hell that is waiting for you, but there is a heaven that is prepared for you, and by the grace of God, you're still breathing, and you can call upon the name of Jesus. And right where you're at, in your condition, no matter how far you've walked away from God, you can ask Christ to forgive you of your sins, and then you can sing too and mean it, it is well with my soul. Every head bowed and every eye closed. God loves you. God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross that you could have life. Friend, you may think you're having a good life now, but there is nothing, nothing that compares to when you're serving God. He'll give you a joy that is unspeakable. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, 
And I'll not single you out and I'll not come to you. But I pray the Holy Spirit has already came and touched your heart. Would you surrender today and give your life to the one that gave his life that you could have life forever? My goodness, he loves you. Right where you're at, if you're not ready to meet the Lord and you'd like to be, you'd like to give your life to Jesus and live a life that would be pleasing to him and grow and be kind and walk and share the good news with other people. Slip your hand up high. Quickly, slip your hand up high. Don't be afraid. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand. I see your hand, ma'am. Somebody else. I see your hand, sir. Somebody else this morning. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. I see that hand. Thank you. I see your hand, ma'am. I see your hand, ma'am. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. My heart's pumping clear out of my chest. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every head up and every eye open. You that raise your hands. Don't be ashamed. Jesus hung on a cross. He gave everything that he had, Mary. We don't want him to be ashamed of us at that day. So I want you to speak it out loud. Take someone by the hand beside of you. Take, take someone by the hand. You're just telling someone, I'm giving my life to Christ. That's right. Thank you, sir. All around the building, I don't know how many raised their hand. And I want you to pray this prayer out loud and mean it from the bottom of your heart. It does not mean that you're going to be perfect from this day forward because you will mess up. But Jesus has got you covered. Pray this prayer and mean it. Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord. Lord, I've fallen short. But today, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. Write my name down in heaven. Teach me your ways now. Lord, help me to grow, to live for you, to walk for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Can we put our hands together and welcome a whole bunch of people to the family of God? Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Every head up and every eye open. How many here today? You need to have a little more faith fight in you need to have a little bit more spunk in the spirit <laughs> to be able to stand up and say, hey, I've had enough, devil. And you're not taking my children, my grandchildren. You're not taking my spouse. You're not taking anything from me. How many needs a little bit more spunk in your life? Huh? I'm going to ask you to do something on this Mother's Day and it's, it's not very late. We're going to beat the Baptist to the restaurant, all right? Man, I ask you to come as Pastor Kerry sings a song. I'd like for you to come, ladies. 
for you to come and cover your children in prayer this morning. Would you come and pray? Would you come and cover your family? Come and ask God to help you to be the godly mother, the godly wife, to fight for your children, to fight for your spouse, to give you that wisdom. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 